traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, it... Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show. As I said, I'm your host, Corey Wara. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's a show where we take a break from all the politics, all the yelling, all the screaming, push that aside, take a deep breath in... And out. And just relax a little bit. Let's talk about some fun things. Video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. If you want to catch up on any of the previous geek shows, you can go wherever podcasts are at. Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. Just look up the geek show. Uh, there are a couple other geek shows out there in the podcast world, but you can find mine. It says the geek show with Corey Wara on it in the picture. But yeah, if you want to check it out. They are there. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. This is a show. I'm going to break it down like this. We'll start off with the news of the week. I got some interesting news in the land of board games. Uh, a bunch of people were laid off at a giant video game company, and uh, one of the side effects that they got like in the severance package is hilarious and bizarre, and I'll talk about that in a second. And a new subscription service! I, I thought we were done with subscription services, but we have a new one that is in Japan only that, in all honesty, I'm kind of mad that it's not over here. Uh, then after that, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back to the land of movies, where we talk about the latest in the world of movies, the rumors going around. But of course, we have to talk about the big juggernaut that is Justice League, the four-hour superhero movie that is out this week that everyone's been talking about that. We'll talk about the story behind it, and we'll break down some of the reviews, early reviews that have come out about it. Then we'll take a break for news, and when we come back, we'll go to Corey's Tech Corner, the latest and greatest in the technological world. I got a bunch of different stories happening, social media, hacking, and one that still is disturbing me to this day, uh, a horrifying report came out about a company trying to sell its technology to the U.S. military and intelligence. And this technology, I'm not joking, it has the ability to track any car in the entire world, except for a couple countries, in real time on top of it. It's really, really disturbing. So you're going to want to stick around for that. And then we'll end the show with the top five list of the week. We have Trailer of Palooza. There were a lot of trailers that came out this week, and I picked the five that I think you should be aware of, and the five that I think people will be talking about, or need to talk about in one of the cases. But with that, let's go into the news of the week, and I literally have a pile of stories I want to go over, so let's try to move a little fast here. Uh, YouTube. YouTube is, they're not having a problem because they're still one of the biggest social media platforms, but uh, they're doing what a lot of people are doing, which is trying to copy or beat their competitors by copying the same format. So obviously right now, the biggest king in the world of social media is TikTok. Well, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how YouTube was releasing a beta version, a test version of YouTube Shorts, which is basically a, 
an exact copy of TikTok, 30 to one minute videos they could just quickly scroll th- scroll through. Uh, well, after the beta, they are officially launching it in the United States. Uh, it did launch earlier this week, but it's a slow rollout. So I don't know if we have it yet, but uh, it is a slow rollout. And I'll just be curious to see if they uh, actually even impact TikTok at all, because here's the big thing. Uh, the big thing is that when it comes to technology, and we've talked about this all the time when it came to passwords, is we are lazy when it comes to technology. I don't want to delete my TikTok app, download a new YouTube app for just getting this basically the same content. No, it's going to be very hard to convince people to switch platforms. So I'll be curious to see uh, what YouTube is going to do to try to get that product to grow. Uh, I think the biggest would have to be they would have to pay influencers to come over to their platform and make content for them. But I don't know if they're going to do that. We'll have to wait and see on that one. I just feel like uh, this is an attempt too late in the game. Like Maybe if they launched this when uh, President Trump was saying that we would need to cancel it, so that there was an option for people out there. But as of right now, I don't really think that there's a need for a competitor for TikTok. But we'll see how YouTube uh, decides to go with that in the end. By the way, quick sidebar. Uh, I'm the morning show producer with Greg Batten and Dan DiOrio. And uh, Greg Batten has gotten me addicted to TikTok. So I blame him for that every day when I'm scrolling through uh, TikTok and I look up at the clock and it's an hour later. I'm not joking. That's happened before. Uh, those videos can be very addicting to watch. Uh, speaking of addicting, one of my favorite things in the world is soda. I love soda and Coca-Cola. Well, in Japan, they are launching a new subscription service. I really want this. Of course, we can't have it here because we don't have vending machines. But if you drink a Coca-Cola every day for $25 a month, subscribers can get one Coca-Cola from any of Japan's 340 vending machines per day. So they can get one Coke every day for $25 for an entire month. That will save you about 8 to $10 a month uh, if you have a Coke at regular price every day. The new service is called Coke on Pass. The subscription is in addition to the Coca-Cola's Coke on app. It's the, the drink company. The thought behind it is that they are experiencing lower vending machine sales due to COVID-19. And this is a way that they hope to help increase sales on vending machines. That makes sense because uh, with obviously with COVID-19, you want to keep things clean. But the culture of Japan is very clean, very precise. So it makes sense that a lot of people are not using the vending machines because that's kind of uh, their culture and what they're about. So uh, I'll just be very curious to see if this will increase when it comes to COVID. I know we're starting to do a lot better in the United States. I haven't kept up with the COVID numbers in Japan, but uh, maybe once they start uh, easing up with their restrictions, that that will help in the long run. Uh, this one, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, I think it'll just make everyone happy. The FCC has slapped uh, several robocaller companies with a $225 million fine as part of a broader takedown, uh, the biggest fine in the agent's history as the new FCC chairwoman takes on robocalls. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the FCC was talking about this a lot in the last administration, and I'm just so glad that we're finally going after robocalls. Uh, I don't know what happens in, in the grand scheme of politics and behind the scenes and all of that, but I, I'm just like, please do this. Go after robocalls. I would love it if I, I literally get about three robocalls a day asking me, oh, hey, you want a grant? Call to get the money. Or, uh, hey, you want to sell your house? Call us. We'll sell it for 
for you. Just lots of random uh, calls that happen all the time, and I'm glad that the FCC is finally stepping up and doing something about it. Uh, next up, in the world of Monopoly. Okay, uh, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. But is it just me, or is Monopoly one of the most boring games, like board games, you could possibly play? I uh, Don't attack me. I already feel the people attacking me. But it's just, it takes so long. That's the only thing. But uh, the owner, Hasbro, is looking to bring in new cards for its community chest, and they want inputs from players. So if you want to vote for it, you can vote on MonopolyCommunityChest.com. They said, obviously, things like beauty contests, holiday funds, and life insurance uh, that's kind of an over, it's been overdue for a refresh for a long time. And obviously coming out of the year 2020, the term community has taken on a whole new meeting. Hasbro says it wants customers to help reflect what community means in their real lives by voting for new cards like shop local, rescue a puppy, or help your neighbor. Why is rescue a puppy something new. I feel like you can always rescue a puppy. That one just seems weird to me. The updated game with new community cards will be available the fall. Uh, Hasbro said that you can follow their Instagram account to keep up to date with the outcomes of the vote. That's MonopolyCommunityChest.com. Uh, next up, Disneyland. Disneyland is finally reopening with limited capacity be beginning on April 30th. So they've been closed for more than a year. Disneyland and Disney California Adventure are set to reopen to the public with limited capacity on April 30th of this year. This also includes more than 10,000 cast members who are returning to work at the parks and hotels. That is awesome because... Uh, they have been out of the job for literally a year now, and it's good that they're finally getting back and they will be able to start making money again. What will be very interesting to see uh, is if people will come back. I know that Disney World right now is open, and Florida has been more loose when it comes to the COVID rules and masks and whatnot. But California is having a tough time with COVID, and they are more strict when it comes to masks and protection. So I'll be curious to see if people are going to... Uh, come over there to Disneyland, or maybe they'll stick to Disney World, or maybe they'll just wait until they get vaccinated or uh, until COVID kind of settles down for a little bit. I'll be very curious about that one. Okay, this one. Uh, I, I want to say this from the front because uh, I don't want anyone to imply that I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at people who lost their job. I'm laughing at something that a company did because I don't understand the thinking behind it. There is a huge video game company, probably one of the biggest ones, called Activision Blizzard. Activision is known for Call of Duty and a bunch of other games like that. Blizzard is known for World of Warcraft, StarCraft, Hearthstone, uh, Diablo, and many others. Well, they laid off about 50 employees this week. They cited the COVID-19's effect on its esports leagues, which makes sense because esports leagues are big arena events. And when you have a year of not being able to have those or produce those, you may need to have some layoffs. But this is the weird part. Uh, well, the first, the good part. Their severance package was great. I think it's great, at least. Uh, the laid-off employees will receive three months severance and health benefits for the next 12 months. I think that's awesome. But here's the weird one. And there's always, in the back of my mind with some of these de decisions that companies make, I always say, um, what was that meeting like where they thought, ah, let's do this? Included in their severance package is a $200 gift card 
to the Battle.net PC platform, which is basically the gift shop for the company. I just think it's weird that a company would be like, hey guys, uh, you're laid off, sorry, you're fired, uh, but hey, here's $200 to our, our gift store. Why don't you buy something to remind you of your great times here when you weren't laid off? I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. And one of those things where I just like, why are you doing this? What, what was the thought process behind there? And finally, before we hit the break, I have to tell you about the app called Wombo. Wombo is an app that I have seriously been addicted to this entire week. And what it does is it takes selfies or you can just take images of anything and it will make that thing uh sing to the audio on there. So like uh there was uh All Star by Smash Mouth. I put a selfie of myself in it and it using AI it will make the photo move and look like I'm singing the song All Star. It is hilarious and at the same time really disturbing what the picture looks like as it's moving around. Like I feel like it's almost like a killer or a haunted image at some point, but uh, it's been blowing up on social media because it's not just faces that people are doing. People are putting a sink and a drain in there and it's making it sing uh, a building, uh, children, television characters, and even uh, peach emojis. I mean, they've been having a lot of fun with it, making them do weird and funny things singing wise and uh so yeah i just wanted to bring that out because it's something that's happening in the world of social media and it's just stupidly hilarious i wish i could show you uh one of the videos i have of greg batten the morning show i told him i wouldn't put it out there but uh it is just hilarious what ai can do and to make you sing and the fact they can make you move it, it seriously it looks like a video when it was just a still image. Kind of freaky when you think about it. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, let's talk about movies. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. We got to move fast because I talked way too long in the first segment here. So we got four minutes. Let's go. Uh, the big news of the week or the big movie of the week has to be Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. It's on HBO Max. Uh, geek fans around the world are excited because they took the original Justice League movie that had a lot of complications on behind the scenes. And they gave the original director of the movie full control to show the vision of the movie that he want. The original Justice League movie got okay reviews. It was a mixed bag overall uh, with the comedy and it just uh, it was messy film. Well, they took that film and made it expanded on it and made it a four hour movie. I'm not joking. It's a four hour superhero movie and the reviews are good. They said basically, is it better than the first one? Yes. It, is it a necessary film to watch? No, but if you like this stuff, if you like superhero movies, if you like the behind the scenes stuff about this movie, then it's probably one you want to check out. It's at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Four hours is a long, long time for a movie, though. I, I think the longest I've ever seen is three and a half hours with Lord of the Rings. I'll just be curious if uh, that movie will be able to hold my attention that long. Let's do some quick ones, and we'll take a break. Uh, if you are a fan of The Office, the entire season, every season of The Office is available for free this week on the streaming platform called Peacock, which is one of the worst named uh, things for a streaming service, without a doubt. Fans of The Office who haven't bought into Peacock's streaming service will have one week to watch the entire show for free. I'd be very curious to see how many times you can watch through all nine seasons of the show within a week's period. But you have a couple days now to continue watching. 
watching them, you just need to download the Peacock app, or if you have it on your TV, you can watch it through there. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is one of my favorite comedy shows on TV right now. It's on FX. They have been renewed for a fourth season. That makes me incredibly happy. Production has officially wrapped on Matt Reeves' The Batman. The Batman started uh, production a couple years ago, but then fell into the hole that was COVID that kind of messed up the schedule for that filming. But I'm glad that it's finally uh, wrapped up because I'm so excited for it. Uh, meanwhile, production has begun on Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the surprise hit of the year, I would say, because there's a lot of controversy behind the original image of Sonic the Hedgehog looking kind of ugly, and uh, they redesigned it and released it, and it had pretty good reviews. I've heard good things about it, but uh, production has officially started on that. Uh, Deadline reports that One Night in Miami star Kingsley Ben-Adir has been cast as an undisclosed lead villain in the upcoming Secret Invasion Marvel series for Disney+. Plus. In a recent interview with Bloody Disgusting, directly, director Frede Alvarez, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, described his next take on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as Old Man Leatherface, suggesting that it's going to follow uh, the Halloween movie trend of ignoring the sequels to the movies and thus create a direct sequel to the very first one. Uh, production has officially begun on a live action Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. That will be very interesting. Uh, the director for, who did Spiral from the Book of Saw, which is coming out in a couple months, uh, is actively campaigning to direct a new Leprechaun film. The Leprechaun film is a cult status movie, uh, a horror movie in which there is a killer leprechaun. I'm not joking. Next up, the site Metacritic, which is kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, where it collects all of the critics' ratings and then places them up with a score, released the highest scoring movies of 2010 to 2019. So a decade's worth of movies. What do you think hit the top? Well, number 10 went to The Social Network. I'm actually surprised it's that low. I thought that'd be a lot higher. Number 9 went to Carol. Number 8 went to Portrait of the Lady on Fire. Number 7 went to Parasite. I cannot recommend that movie enough. My sister, in fact, watched it uh, for the first time last week. She really enjoyed it. Uh, number six is Gravity, the George Clooney movie, and I can't remember her name. Uh, Holly Berry. I believe it's Holly Berry. Uh, five is 12 Years a Slave, another fantastic film. Uh, four is Manchester by the Sea. I have not seen that one. Number three is Roma. Number two is Moonlight. And number one is Boyhood. That one I'm really not surprised of. I've yet to see that one. But maybe I should because it's at a score of 100% on this website. And that's pretty impressive. Uh, finally, before we hit the break, uh, one, uh, if you are want to stay away from spoilers for the King Kong versus Godzilla movie, step away for a second. But I had to bring this up because I was mad. Uh, Funko Pop is a company that makes little statues that you can like move and uh, put. It's basically just a statue with big heads. And uh, they released a image of a new product coming with their Funko line in uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. And it is Mecha Godzilla. I don't know why. I didn't know that was going to be in the movie. And they spoiled that to me by putting that out there and saying, hey, you can buy your new Funko Pops. But either way, uh, I will be curious to see what they do with Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla, because I'm assuming that it's the human's device to get into the fight against King Kong and Godzilla themselves. But what I really, really, really want, and I know it's never going to happen, but there is a movie called Pacific Rim, which is basically giant mech robots fighting giant monsters. They need to do a crossover event of Pacific Rim. 
Godzilla, and King Kong. And you know what? I feel like Dwayne jo- The Rock Johnson needs to be thrown in there because he'll fit right in. But with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll go over Corey's Tech Corner. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, the latest and greatest in the technological world. And let's start off with a story that we talked about last year, but it finally has come to a conclusion. So there was a big hack on Twitter that happened on July 15th of last year, and it quickly became one of the most fraudulent cybersecurity incidents in Twitter history, as accounts belonging to high-profile users, including Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden, were all compromised in quick succession to promote a Bitcoin scam that this person used to make over $100,000 in cryptocurrency. So we talked about this last year when the hack happened. And in fact, I did a deep dive on how he was able to get access to this. Uh, But the Twitter hacker named Graham Clark has pleaded guilty to the attack and uh, he was sentenced to three years in prison. He's already been uh, credited for 229 days of time served since his arrest last summer as part of the deal. Clark is also being sentenced as a youthful offender offender because he was 17 at the time, which lessens his prison time and it opens up the possibility that he can serve some of his sentence at a boot camp, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Clark also will be banned from using computers without permission and without the supervision from law enforcement. That makes sense. Is three years enough? Is it too little? I don't know. I I just uh, I'm glad that this happened, though, and that he was sentenced because we need to start getting the message out there that if you hack, even if you're trying to show off like this guy kind of was, uh, you will get punished for it. Uh, My biggest worry, I always say on this show, is that you're going to have somebody who's trying to show off to his friends and they do something that they don't think of the repercussions of it in the end and that somebody could be harmed. Obviously, no one was killed or died from this. Money was stolen. So I think three years is good. Uh, hopefully, he will learn his lesson and maybe use his skills to uh, do something positive in the hacking world instead of uh, trying to steal from people. Next up, uh, surveillance, surveillance, surveillance. The one thing I really hate in this world, a surveillance contractor that has previously sold services to the U.S. military is advertising a brand new product that it says can locate the real-time locations of specific cars in nearly any country on Earth. It says it does this by using data collected and sent by the cars themselves and the components themselves, according to a document obtained by Motherboard. Motherboard, by the way, if you want really unique and different uh technology news in the world there is a site called motherboard it's along with vice but it is fantastic at finding stories that we should all be like standing up in the air waving our hands saying whoa we got to stop this and this is one of them so there's a company called ulysses and they can provide clients with the ability to remotely geolocate vehicles in nearly every country except for north korea and cuba and in near real time according to the document Currently, they have access to over 15 billion vehicle locations around the world every month. Although the company has told Motherboard it has not sold the product to the U.S. government at this time, the news highlights the scale and reach of car tracking technology and the fact that your car location 
is of interest not just to those you know insurance companies and the financial sector, but also government contractors who explicitly say they want to source the data for intelligence and surveillance purposes. So once again, I think this is something that the U.S. government needs to get ahead of to figure out how much privacy do we really have. Uh, the fact that this company, just because of the cars that we have now, send out information, they can find any car in the world in real time is scary. Just a little scary for me. Obviously, it can be used uh, to help, like if there's an Amber Alert or if there's somebody on the run, like a shooter. But uh, at the same time, too, we can't give up our privacy. I don't want to sound like a crazy person on the the radio, but that's a little horrifying to think that uh, anybody would have the technology to be capable to find over 15 billion car locations in the world. Uh, A little freaky. Uh, this one, I'll just touch base with it because it's not surprising. And I know politics is a hot issue that I really don't feel like going into right now. But according to a new intelligence report, uh, Russia did attempt to influence the 2020 election into Donald Trump's favor. Uh, but foreign actors did not infer- interfere with the voting process or attack election systems. Obviously, I, I could break this down a lot more. I believe the intelligence reports that we get. Uh, but I know there's a bun- bunch of people that don't believe that and you know what we all have a right to believe whatever we want but i'm not going to touch it i'm just going to tell you that's what the information from the intelligence community has come out for and that's why i'm reporting it uh next up let's do some fun things and then we'll take a break uh do you hate zoom meetings i I, i'm actually in love with them because as a uh socially awkward person who's always afraid to talk in meetings uh i like the the zoom meetings because it cuts down zoom meetings by like 50 percent time wise and i feel like we get a lot more accomplished but for those of you who really don't like it there is a new uh program that you can download it's called zoom escaper and it is a soundboard that runs through your computer to get it to work you need a vb cable it's a free program that lets users create a digital audio input to their computer Uh, basically if you're actually interested in this just look up zoom escaper and it'll walk you through how to do it but zoom escaper has eight different effects that you can use while you're on a zoom meeting there is the echo and bad connection that makes it sound like you're experiencing zoom technical difficulties uh the other six options for zoom escaper by the way in in case i didn't say it zoom escaper is a app that will be able to uh make it so people will say ah Corey, you need to leave this meeting your connection's too bad or uh whatever that noise is Corey, you need to uh, get rid of that so the other six ones include a upset baby crying a barking dog in the audio and you can crank the volume to have it jump at multiple points to make it annoying the the whole purpose is to make it so annoying for the people in the meeting that they'll just say ah Corey uh, uh we'll we'll finish this meeting you go do something else uh there's also construction noise and wind and this one is hilarious because it's just weird the most disturbing one is there is a weeping man which will make it sound like as if someone else is in the room with you and is crying in the background i think that is hilarious and if anyone uses that to get out of a meeting i would love to talk to you because i think that would be really really hilarious and with that we're going to take a break when we get back we'll go over the top five list of the week 
Yes, welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of The Geek Show. I know, I know, I'm sad too, but it's my favorite segment. It's the top five list of the week. Uh, these are the top five most important pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of. And in all honesty, it is Trailer of Palooza because we got a lot of trailers to go over. We have two uh, Netflix, two HBOs, and a Disney. That sounds like a really bad hand in a game of poker. But we'll get straight to it, and we'll start in the land of Netflix with... Number five. Number five goes to a new Netflix series coming out at the end of March, and I'm curious about it. That's why I have it at number five. Not that I try to rank them, but I I really do. And uh, I I want this to be good, but I don't know enough about it yet to really have a full uh, thought in my head on if it's going to be successful or not. This is Netflix's The Irregulars. My business partner and I have been watching you from our apartment on Baker Street. Your sister has a gift. She can see things normal people cannot. That's the doctor's name. John. John Watson. He knows much more than what he's telling us. Some strange things have been happening recently. 221B Baker Street. Yeah, so that is The Irregulars, and I don't know if this is based off of a comic series. I don't think it is. Maybe a book series, but it's about these kids who work together alongside uh, Dr. Watson and his business partner, Sherlock Holmes. And it looks like these kids have some sort of powers, but it's all about uh, kind of Victorian-era London, and their main goal is to uncover demonic and mysterious things that are happening going on in the city. The production value looks great. I mean, it looks like a dark and gritty Victorian era mystery thriller, but uh, at the same time, it, it I, I don't know where it's going to go. I, I wasn't sure if it was more aimed for adults or if it was more aimed towards kids, but uh, I'm very intrigued. That is The Irregulars. It is coming to Netflix on March 26th. Number four. Number four goes to a sneak peek that we got during the Grammys this week. And in fact, we just had the full trailer for it a couple weeks ago on the top five list. But I wanted to play more of it because I was very concerned just because of how much it copied uh, the Joker movie. But, uh, well, I'll play it first and I'll talk about it. This is Disney's Cruella. It's a world of opportunity. And I was meant for more in this life. I want to make art. And I want to make trouble. Whether you have the killer instinct is the big question. I hope I do. Obviously, it is about Corella DeVille from the 101 Dalmatians. And... uh, (sighs) The more I see about this movie, the more I'm very interested in it. I think the only thing hurting it is the fact that it's about Corella DeVille, because as much as I like origin stories of uh, villains and everything, like when I left the Joker movie, I wasn't excited and, and yelling at the top of my lungs for the Joker. No, I was disgusted by him, but I thought it was a very fascinating story uh, to tell. And I don't think the point of the movie was to like this guy. I think it was to feel sorry for him and understand, uh, you know, what made him who he was. When Corella, it just kind of, they're almost making her like the hero of the movie. And 
She's not supposed to be the hero. She's supposed to be the bad person, and we need to see the origins of her. So I don't know. Uh, the Like I said, I'm so conflicted with this because it looks really good and interesting and something different from Disney that we've seen in a long time. But then at the same time, it just has that attachment with Corella DeVille. So I'm like, okay, when's the Dalmatians going to show up in this movie? And then they'll make some snide comment. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too grim on this movie, but it's coming out on the 28th of May, just like the Irregulars. And it will be available on Disney Plus, the streaming service, for free. Number three. Number three goes to a trailer for a new series coming to HBO Max. Well, a new season of a series called Infinity Train Book 4. And why I have this is because this is one of my most recent favorite animated shows of all time. I would put it right next to Avatar The Last Airbender series in just uh, the quality of the work and the story that they're telling. And what's really cool, too, is uh, no matter your age, I think you will walk away with something from this show. But uh, Infinity Train Book 4, and why I have it here, like, why are you playing something from Season 4 of a show, Corey? Well, because of this. There was rumors that uh, that after Season 3, it was canceled and it was going to be done. And uh, even the creator was on Twitter saying, I don't know what's going to happen. There were campaigns to try to get it back. And finally, HBO said, okay, yep, we're making it, and here's a trailer for it. So there was a lot of speculation for a while, but I'm super, super happy. I'll just give you a little taste of it. This is Infinity Train Book 4, and it will be available on HBO Max. And after we're famous in Canada, we'll become rock stars and play New York City! Our lives going to be great. Oh, yeah. I remember is getting on a train and then getting on a second train? <gasps> Ryan! <laughs> Yeah, so that is Infinity Train Book 4, and I don't want to spoil anything because this show is just beautiful. The animation is gorgeous, but also it's just the storytelling is next level, and that's why I love it so much. So basically, each season is its own separate story. There are some connecting threads throughout, but for the most part, you can enjoy each season as their own, and it is all about... Uh, a kid or a group of kids that wake up on this train and this train has an infinite amount of carts to it. And each time you walk into a different uh, train part of it, uh, you enter a different world and you have to solve a puzzle in order to get out. And it's all about telling a story of trying to uh, take the negatives in people's lives and make them better. So there's a purpose behind all of this. Uh, there is a lesson to be taught, and it's just a really, really beautiful series. And I'm so excited that they're coming back with season four of this because it's a show that needs to keep going. Uh, that is Infinity Train, book four. I highly recommend it for anyone, kids, adults, uh, something you can watch together as a family. It's coming to HBO Max on April 15th. Of course, they have seasons one through three, which I cannot recommend enough. Number two. Number two. Okay, here we go. I love musicals. I love movies. Let's mix it together. Here's the new trailer for In the Heights. Once upon a time, in a faraway land called Washington Heights. Say, so it doesn't disappear. Washington Heights. 
Lights up on Washington Heights up at the break of day. I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Pop the grate at the crack of dawn, sing while I write down the awning. Hey, y'all, uh, good morning. Ice cold feet aqua, cherry, strawberry, and just for today, I got my mate. Yeah, so if you couldn't tell, that was Lin-Manuel Miranda. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, of course, he was the creator of the In the Heights musical when it came out in New York. And then he went on after that to create the even more successful Hamilton. And uh, I, I thought it was funny that they just gave away his, uh, I guess... Uh, spot in the movie because I always like trying to find uh, the different characters in the movie. But uh, here's the thing you need to know. It is a fantastic musical. From what I've heard, I have not fully heard the entire musical. But uh, if it's anything, if, even if it's like a fourth of what Hamilton was, uh, I think it'll be good. It's a story about a kid who runs a bodega and he's trying to survive. And I believe that there is immigration coming because he's not from this country or he's a dreamer. And it's all about that guy's story it's supposed to be a beautifully done tale and i'm super super excited for it it's in the heights it's coming to hbo max as part of their streaming exclusive that they have this year that it will release in theaters and on the streaming service at the same time so june 18th here's number one number one okay i i have to be honest i had to put this here because it is really something when I see a trailer and I have these expectations in my head and I'm completely blown away. So I saw just the image of this on my screen on YouTube and uh, the, the title of the movie is called Concrete Cowboy that's coming to Netflix. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh man, did they just take the song Old Town Road and make it into a movie? That was enough to pique my curiosity, so I clicked it and watched it, and I walked away saying, oh no, this is going to be an Oscar-worthy movie. This is Concrete Cowboy. Yo! There's a horse in your house. Oh, this you right here. I ain't staying here. Right. So once you step out, that door stays locked till morning. All cowboys were black. Even the Lone Ranger were black. <laughs> Who's the Lone Ranger? Really? Are <laughs> you teaching this boy anything? The history here is deep. We like the Wild West out here. I woke up to the morning sky first. Yeah, so I could just play a little bit of that, but that is Concrete Cowboy. I highly recommend you watch the entire trailer on Netflix. Just look it up on YouTube. And it stars Idris Ilbra. And I, seriously, I saw it and I'm like, oh, this guy's going to win an Oscar because of this performance. And uh, it looks like just a really good tale of a kid, a uh, troubled teen who has to move back uh, after a life of crime. And he has to find uh, who he is within this community that he's at. But on top of all of that is the history behind it because it's based off of the real life Fletcher Street Cowboys, which I'm slowly learning more and more about. It's really fascinating. So I really walked in expecting to laugh my head off because I thought it was a country old town road uh, movie. And I walked away being like, wow, this looks really, really good. And on top of it, without a doubt, it's going to be nominated for some sort of Oscars. But that is Concrete Cowboy. It is coming to Netflix on April 2nd. Super, super cool. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. Go do something good. Do something great. Have a fantastic weekend. And remember, as always, uh, 
you are never alone in this world, especially in the geek community. We have to watch each other's back, especially in times like this COVID. Uh, we're hopefully weather-wise, it'll start getting warmer so we can all go out and start doing things again. But uh, on top of it, uh, being a geek can be very isolating at times. And it's a nice to remember that you're not alone out there because you're not. There are a lot of fellow geeks, not only in Peoria, but also the surrounding area and in the entire country in the world, if you want to go that far. So don't feel alone. And if you ever do feel alone and feel down, always feel free to reach out. I'll always I love talking to people who reach out and just want to chat. So have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.